The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Chris Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sammy B. And again, this is Hoop Ball Green. We are post-game. The Grizzlies fall 128-113 to the Toronto Raptors, falling to 9-10 and 10 on the season, falling out of the playoff hunt, falling out of everything. Ja Morant is falling off the face of the freaking planet. Was he even out there? Not in the fourth. Fair enough. Two shots. The superstar on your team. Stood. Two shots in the fourth quarter. Chris Boucher, Pascal Siakam, can not guard Jonas Valanciunas. Yet they played the entire fourth quarter, and they were not feeding Jonas Valanciunas. They gave it to him, what, three times or something no, like that? I mean, high. They gave yeah. it to him high. Yeah. Well, I don't like. I don't give a flying flip about your offensive system. Don't give a crap. If you're playing to win basketball games, you exploit mismatches. You exploit mismatches. And that's a mismatch the whole Chris fourth quarter. Chris Boucher is not strong enough to guard Jonas Valanciunas. He is not. If he switches and you get Pascal Siakam on him, that's a slightly better matchup for the Raptors. But Valanciunas should dominate the crap out of either one of those dudes, and they wouldn't give him the ball. Something is wrong in Memphis. Got to be fixed. It's getting very tough to watch. I do want to say this. I was excited by the starting lineup. Congratulations to Desmond Bain getting his first career start in this game. Five for 11 on shooting. Three for seven from three. 13 points, three rebounds, three assists. No defensive stats. Glad to see at least he made changes to the starting lineup. Injuries forcing it, whatever the case may be. Desmond Bain got his opportunity to start. And for the first three quarters of this game, it was working. Yeah, didn't disappoint. They were looking pretty good. And then let's back up to the Pelicans game. <laughs> In the Pelicans game, the Grizzlies were leading. Pelicans then go on a 20-2 run. Guess what? You give up a 20-2 a run, you're not going to win many games like that. You can't do that in the fourth quarter. Tonight's game, Grizzlies are leading 19-4 run. The Grizzlies were outscored in this game like it, it – 30, 43 to 18, 43 to 18 to close this game. You cannot leave a lineup that is not producing in the game for four and a half minutes and get buried. You cannot do it. I don't give a crap what your rotations are. You cannot leave a lineup in the game for four and a half minutes and not score points. You don't win like that. Taylor Jenkins and this coaching staff have got to do better. Got to do better. John ja Morant, I don't know what happened to you in the fourth quarter tonight. Looked pretty good. He was attacking early. He was getting in the paint, making passes. Good things were happening. The Grizzlies had the lead. And then we get in the fourth quarter, 
face a little bit of adversity, get punched in the mouth, and let's completely change everything that we were doing that was working in this game. Stop moving the ball. Stop attacking. Dribble around. One person. Don't pass the ball. Maybe make one pass. Maybe. Possibly. And fire up an ill-advised shot. How'd it work out for you? Not at all. Sammy, let's go through this box score. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit ticked off. Just a smidgen. I mean, it's stupid. There's no reason they should have lost this game. JV finishes the game with 27 points, 20 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. JV should have had 50 tonight. I was going to say 40, but let's go 50. He should have had 50 until they make the change. I'm telling you, there's no way I like Chris Boucher. We talked about it in the weekly preview. I like him, but he cannot guard Jonas Valanciunas. There was multiple plays that Jonas just bumped him right out of the way, and boom, there it was. Yeah. There was one he caught. Easy buckets. There was one that he actually caught it, like one hand and actually like just backed him up, backed him up, and actually went to the opposite side and put it in. I don't care that you normally run a high pick and roll or a high dribble handoff set. I don't care about any of that. You've got a dominant seven-footer in a mismatch against a guy that's 6'8 and 35 pounds, and you don't give him the ball on the block. It's freaking crap, man. That's piss-poor coaching. If you're playing to win the game, you change what you're – give him the ball. Give him the ball. Yeah, you don't generally run the offense like that. Okay, I get it. I understand you have a system. But guess what? To win the game, you exploit mismatches, and they didn't do that tonight at all. They didn't. They They were looking good early. Ended up losing them the game. 40, 43 to 18 to end the game. 43 to 18. For four and a half minutes, you leave a lineup in there that is not doing squat, and they're getting freaking thumped. Nothing. Leave them in there. Heaven forbid you change your rotations. Dear Lord, it's got to be right at this time. JV and Morant came in earlier than what what mm-hmm. he would have liked, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I think either Pete or Brevin said it on the broadcast. Did, One of they? them said, oh, you know, JV and Ja checking in probably a little bit earlier than uh, than Taylor Jenkins would like. But here's the truth of the matter. They should have been in way before that. Way before that. You had the lead, and you just watched it evaporate. You sat over there on the sideline and watched this lead evaporate while your two best players are sitting on the bench. Get one of them in there. At least one. Get Ja in there. Get JV in there. As long as the Raptors are playing Chris Boucher, get JV in there. Guarantee you he generates you some offense. Worst case scenario, they double team with Siakam. Then guess what? You've got somebody that's wide open. Kyle Anderson, what did he shoot tonight from three? It wasn't great. One One for for seven. seven. Yeah, one for seven. Wasn't great. But he's been making threes this year. That The one three that he made is a new career high for him for threes in a season. 19 games in the season, he hits a career high. So he's been making threes this year. 
got to make changes, man. This, this is these last two, and especially this one. Like, yeah, I don't want to lose the Pelicans ever, ever. Don't want to lose it. The Grizzlies can't seem to beat them, but I, I don't want to lose to them. And here we are, like this game. And I said the Grizzlies are in a funk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said one and two this week. They're they're trying to figure this out. And early in this game, it looked like that they were figuring it out. Dylan Brooks had a good game. 22 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. He he missed some late. He was eight for 20 from the field. But, you know, before they got down in the fourth quarter, he was pretty efficient getting to there. Two, two guys, two big games from DB and Jonas Valanciunas, the wildebeest, and you donk it away. There were things that the players could have done differently, absolutely. But this one for me is not on the players. This one is on Taylor Jenkins for being too much like his mentor and not making changes. Oh. <laughs> gets they dominate in the regular season. They get in the playoffs, and he doesn't change a freaking thing, and they get bounced. Best team in the league during the regular season can't make adjustments in the playoffs, and you get beat by an inferior team, and Taylor Jenkins is doing the same freaking crap here in Memphis. I'm glad you referenced that. I'm glad Same you stuff, man. It, it, I, was kinda, I was thinking that, believe Listen, it or not. He does. Boonholzer does great things in Milwaukee. Great. Does. If he blows it this year with Drew Holiday, he needs to lose his freaking job. I don't care. He probably. I will. don't care if they run the table from here for the regular season. If they don't make it to the finals out of the East this year with Drew Holiday on that team, he needs to be fired. They need to get somebody in there that can win a championship. And Boonholzer's done nothing to show me that he can do that because he doesn't make adjustments. And I know Taylor Jenkins is a new head coach. He's still learning. I pray to the dear Lord and baby Jesus that he grows out of this. If not, I'm going to have a freaking stroke, man. This is insane. Taylor Jenkins, message to you. Please change it so Dave does not have a stroke. We don't need that. John Moran, 18 points, two rebounds, nine assists, one steal. Five for 17 from the field. Two for five from three. Didn't miss a free throw. That's huge. Six for six. JV was 11 for 12. Again, massive game for him. 27 points, 20 rebounds. Kyle Anderson, 15, four and four. Go ahead, Sam. You run the rest of them off. I've been talking through. I'm (laughs) blowing up over here. Sorry, man. All right. Who are we on? Uh, Dylan Uh, Brooks. Let's go with Dylan. Dylan Brooks. He played uh, right at 37 minutes, had 22 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, shot eight for 20 from the field and four for 10 from three. Desmond Bain, we already went over his, but I'll say it again. He had 13 points, three rebounds, three assists. He shot five for 11 from the field, three for seven from three. Uh, Grayson Allen had 12 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, three for six. Uh, Tillman, 20 minutes, had two points, two rebounds, two assists, uh, one for one, hundred percent. Tyus Jones, fourteen and a half minutes, four points, two assists, one steal, one for six. Uh, Gorgie, big Gorgie, did not have a big game. He had two rebounds, <laughs> ten minutes basically, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Didn't take a shot, man. Didn't. Didn't take a single shot. Nope. Leading the league in three point percentage and didn't take a single shot. Yeah, at least take one, you know. You'd figure. Uh, and John Conchar, last guy, he had, well, one rebound. Wow. Yeah, nine minutes, nothing. Blech. 
I don't want to take anything away from the guys in Toronto. P- Pascal Siakam, big game from him, 32 points, five rebounds, six assists. Fred Van Vliet done what he needed to do, 32 points, three rebounds, nine assists, three steals. He's Norman having, Powell, 29 points. Van, Van Vliet's having a heck of a season, He too. is. I mean, he, that's a – 100%. He is hot right now. He Kyle just, Lowry left the game in the first half and didn't come back. He was having back spasms. At that point, I'm like, mm. okay, they're missing Kyle Lowry. The Grizzlies can win this game. Chris Boucher, 12 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. Well. You know, good numbers for him. But he he shouldn't have been in there. He played played 29 minutes. Aaron Baines played 19. JV should have had 50. Wish he would have. That would have been great. So, is there something wrong with Ja Morant? What do you think, Sam? You think there's something wrong with him? There could be, maybe. Or maybe he's just in a slump. Just the slump's the problem, maybe. Five for 17 ain't too great. You know, 18 points, 9 assists. It's hard to say. That's good, but. Yeah, oh, he had a bad game. Well, you look at the stat line, it doesn't look like he had a bad game. But then you look at the shot chart from the fourth quarter and you see that your best player only had two shots in the fourth. Two of them. The Grizzlies are at their best when John Moran is attacking. Attacking, moving the ball, kicking it out, moving around. That's when they are at their best. Early in the game, Isaac Simpson, Isaac, he, he even talked about it in the post game with the Pelicans about Ja attacking, getting in the paint. When he gets in the paint, good stuff happens. Get good looks from three, wide open looks from three because the defense is collapsing on him. Kicks it out. He makes insane passes. Crazy basketball IQ, elite passer, one of the best in the league. He was in the top of the league in fourth quarter scoring last year. Didn't lead the league, but he was in the top. I I think he finished maybe maybe top five. I don't quote me on this, but I think it was third. Was he? I, I think I, knew, yeah. I remember it was something like that. He was up there. I know that he was second at one time behind only James Harden. I don't know where he ended up finishing the season. I think Sam's working on looking that up. But here's the deal, man. Best player on the team, and you're missing your second best player, but your second best player tonight's JV. Four and a half minute run. Grizzlies are getting hammered. No time, like no changes. Taylor Jenkins. Jenkins, he he just sits there and watches the lead evaporate. You can't, you cannot do that. That is that's it's never okay. Shows here that he was fourth. He finished fourth. fourth. Okay, yeah, I, I knew it was top five. Yeah. I didn't know exactly where where it was at. Where he ended up finishing, I knew at one point. I I knew one hundred percent for sure that he was second. And I kind of kept up with it throughout the year, and then toward the end of the year, I, I went away from it. Yeah, what it but shows there. Fi- he finished fourth 
in the league in fourth quarter scoring. Rookie. As a rookie. And tonight in the fourth quarter, he takes two shots. And Oops. one of them was in freaking garbage time with four seconds left when they were well, down by it, 13 it was, it was or like whatever. A 33 foot three pointer or whatever. What's him that took? Yeah. It, I. It's what disappointing, is going man. On? It's disappointing. That's all I can say about that. It's disappointing because I was really because when they didn't put put when they didn't pull Boucher out, they didn't put Baines back in. Even the uh, well, Brevin Brevin said he goes, oh wow, you know they're gonna leave, they're gonna take the offense from Boucher over the defense from Baines. You know that's what they're doing, and it was just yeah. like it was like, well, shoot, give it feed the beast, you know, because he that is one hundred percent what should have happened. And they, didn't. I realize that this is not a playoff game; that it's a regular season game. You got to win those two, I, I, though. I get that. But this game was winnable. This game, if you run your offense through JV, he made a bad pass. They got him the ball one time late, and he, he was down in the paint. He wasn't quite on the block, but he was in the paint back to the basket, and he made an awful pass. Terrible pass. Threw it away. Raptors got it. They were, you know, among the lead leaders in forcing turnovers. I think they may actually be leading the league in forcing turnovers. So good on them. But he makes one mistake. I guarantee you, if you feed him the ball in that fourth quarter, it's going to work out for you more times than not. With the with the guys that they had on the floor. And here's the thing, man. If they do that five or six times, Toronto's calling a timeout and they're getting Baines back out there. They have to because JV would be destroying them down there. There was multiple plays. Like I've said it earlier, there was multiple plays where Jonas just literally bullied Boucher out. Well, he did to yeah, Siakam, well, too. When, whenever Nurse got ejected from the game, They're, the play before Nurse got ejected, they gave him the ball with his back to the basket. Or no, I'm sorry. I apologize. His back wasn't to the basket. But they gave him the ball, and he just muscles Boucher out of the way and makes a layup. Yep, he just he moved him right out. Smack Boucher weighs away. like thirty five pounds, dude. He's six eight, and he's no bigger than Sam's mic stand over there. <laughs> hey, his arms are about as long as that thing. They're they're probably longer. Yeah. <laughs> JV would push him all over the place. Yeah, he would. Didn't do it though. They didn't give it to him. They wouldn't. They was, just, it was dumb. It was dumb. It is, man. It, it is just insane to me. I know that you see it. I I know. I know that the coaching staff sees it. I there's no way that you can look out there on the floor and see Siakam and Boucher and think, hmm, man, I don't know if JV can handle those two. You know, he's got the height advantage, obviously. But the, just the mass of JV. He's like four of me wide, you know. He, that dude's, a, I don't know if he's that big, but he's a very big man. I mean, he's, what? what is he, 265 Dude, I don't even know. He, we I looked mean, it up at one point. I don't yeah, remember. I can't but, remember. I mean, significantly bigger than either one of those 425 boys. pounds. I'm kidding, by the way. He's not 425 yeah, pounds. Yeah, it's... But he's, he's, like you said, considerably bigger than... You could put... Well, I don't know about that either, but still. Very big man. Long story short, he could have bullied those. He'd, it'd been like, it'd been like the bully at school. You know, he'd have just 
freaking wrecked them. Boom. Done. Nine and ten. The Grizzlies are 11th in the West right now. Half game ahead of the Pelicans, who they just lost to. Wednesday night is the next game. They are going to be playing the 12 and 13 Charlotte Hornets, who just won tonight behind another big game from LaMelo Ball. Having a good season so far. Great season as a rookie. Still cannot believe that the Minnesota Timberwolves took Anthony Edwards over LaMelo Ball. Big mistake. Yep. Big mistake. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, same. Again, final score to a nice game, 128-113. Toronto Raptors beat the Memphis Grizzlies. 9-10 on the season. Missing Brandon Clark, missing DeAnthony Melton, Jaron Jackson, Justice Winslow, the next-door neighbor, the babysitter, the babysitter's mom, her third cousin. The kitchen sink. Everybody in Memphis is injured right now. Well, if they so, I would say if they had Brandon tonight, things may have been a little different. I don't know that they would have. They may. I don't know that they would have. If they perfect world, Brandon probably plays a little better defense on Siakam, maybe. But I don't know that they are, man. I don't know that things are any different. And Jaron. So let's let let's reel it in some. I'm gonna try and reel myself back a little bit and look at this. I'm gonna be positive rolling out of here. The Grizzlies are one game under five hundred. I know that's a negative, but I'm getting there. Give me time. Don't look at me like that, Sam. I'm just saying. <laughs> they're one game under five hundred after this loss. And they're missing key components to this rotation. Mm-hmm. They're missing Again, Jaron Jackson, second best player. Justice Winslow is going to get in there. He's going to be a rotation player. You're missing him. Brandon Clark's out. Mr. Do Something, the Swiss Army Knife, the Hootball headliner for the month of February is Who missing. Who loves tacos? <laughs> the taco-loving Swiss Army Knife. It's not even Taco Tuesday. They're missing a lot of guys, and they're still competing. I had tacos for dinner today, too. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you have Xavier Tillman, second-round pick. Desmond Bain, 30th overall, end of the first-round pick. That's nuts. And these guys are out here playing quality minutes, man. And they're producing. You know, Tillman didn't have, you know, two, 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 and two tonight. Not, not a great showing from him. But there's a lot to be happy about in Memphis. There is. Even watching all of this bull crap that is the rotation problems, even watching all of that, there's still a lot to be happy about. A lot to be happy about. And I hope they get the rotation thing figured out. I hope he I hope he puts his thinking cap on and be like, you know what, I should have done this. I'm going to try that. I'm... I just want people to get healthy. That would be great. The weekly the weekly preview episode was want to buy a healthy Grizz roster. That's the <laughs> title. And that's where I'm at, man. I, I just want people to get healthy. It seems like, you know, JV and Grayson were out because of the health and safety protocols. We just get them back, and then BC goes down. Yep. Calf. Then guess what? 
DeAnthony Melton, the shoulder, and it's like, man, come on, are you serious? Can't catch a break. Seven-game win streak with a depleted roster. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Really impressive. But since that win streak has ended, it does not look good. If the Grizzlies end up being a lottery team this year, a lot of talent at the top of this draft, unbelievable amount of talent at the top of this draft. Everybody knows about the tank for Cade. The odds of the Grizzlies getting the number one pick, probably not going to be that good. But even outside of him, there's a, I mean, eight to ten guys that they could take that would come in and be able to make an impact immediately. Could easily be a part of this core moving forward. And then you're just gathering data this year, man. You're watching this team, seeing, okay, which one of these pieces are guys that we have to keep? Which one of these pieces are guys that we have to move? With Tillman playing the way that he's playing, is BC expendable? Can you can you trade him? If it's going to land you a two-guard that can score, if it can land you a Zach Levine or a Buddy Heald or whoever, it doesn't matter, you know, insert X name, are you sending Brandon out? And I'm going to tell you, to get one of those guys – He's going to be a part of the trade. He would have to be. I would. I don't want to make that trade right now, but I'm just saying that no. there's stuff. They're going to gather data this year. They're going to see where these guys are at. Man, Jaron, come back soon. Please. Please come back soon. Please come back We miss soon. you so much. So bad. Like, you don't understand. All right. Guys, we're going to get out of here. That's the end of the post game. I'll give you the score one more time, 128-113. Memphis Grizzlies fall to 9-10 on the season, 11th in the West. Next up, they stay at home. The Charlotte Hornets got to travel to Memphis. Should be a good matchup. That game is definitely a winnable game. Pray that it goes better than tonight. You know about our sponsors. We still got the deal going on with our guys over at Manscaped. Go over there, use the promo code WHOWALL20, get you 20% off and free shipping. On any of the products at Manscaped, whatever it is, the lawnmower 3.0. Man, I don't have to tell you about it. You know about it. We've been talking about it for a while. Head over there again. Promo code is HoopBall20. We still got our deal going on with my bookie. The Super Bowl is coming gone. Sam, did you? I, I don't know that this is legit, but I saw something just before we got on the show. Did you see the the streaker guy? Did you see about that? <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, and again, I don't know if this is legit. It may be completely crap, but I'm going to look into it. I'll let you guys know on the next episode, which will probably be Wednesday night in a post game. But apparently, the streaker had made a bet, a huge bet on a betting website with massive odds that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. Go him. (laughs) My man. He uh, got arrested, had a bell out for $1,000, and apparently won, like, something around $200,000 on the bet. Oh, my God. I'd have done it. <laughs> <laughs> had his buddy jump over as a distraction, and then he took off. I'd have done it. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's legit or not. I'm going to try to dig into it a little bit more to see if that's legit. But if it is, I really well, hope. well I really, played, sir. <laughs> I really hope that's real. 
You can, you are my hero. <laughs> you can get the show on Twitter at Hoopball Grizz. I'm at DWell2111. Sam is. It is Sammy B1118. That's a capital S, lowercase a, M M Y, capital B, 1118. Thanks for listening. Until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.